hey, welcome to the program. Today is Friday, and it's the last day of this week that Denise is going to be teaching from her book called Who Stole Cinderella? The Art of Happily Ever After, which comes with a 16-part accompanying series, which is called The School of Cinderella. But today, Denise is going to be speaking to us about how to show mercy to our spouse. We all want to receive mercy, but we also need to give mercy. And that is what Denise is going to talk to us about today. I'm so glad you're with me. And we are studying about accepting our husband as he is. And this is one of the most important aspects of respect. And so, um, you know, maybe you're saying, oh, this is really difficult. Well, I understand. It is difficult because we're our own person and we have opinions. And also, he's a male, we're female. I mean, he might be strong and we might be weak in this area. He might be weak in this area and we might be strong in this area. I mean, there are differences. And and, you know, people say opposites attract. Well, I think that opposites do attract. I know that in my own marriage that there are things that I lack, but that my husband Rick has. And there are things that I have that he doesn't have. And sometimes we can even just not even understand each other. And then not accept each other. But we're talking about the importance because our husbands, your husband, my husband, he needs respect. Respect is, is so powerful for a man because it's the way he receives love. You know, for us women, most women, we like to be touched. We like to be uh, uh attention. We like to be thought about, uh, maybe even a card or a flower or just attention. But see, attention and love for your husband is respect. And as you know, we didn't come out of the womb knowing how to respect our husbands. Most of us came out of the womb gifted by God to nurture, but not respect. And there's such a difference in nurturing. It's mother's nurture. But your husband, my husband, he doesn't want me to be his mother. And your husband, he doesn't want you to be his mother either. In fact, my husband has even said to, <laughs> he's even said to me <clears throat> years before, Denise, I already have one mother. I don't need you to be my mother. So I think he's like most husbands and that they do not want their wives to be their mother. So I understand that this is not easy. And, um, but it is a commitment. How committed are you to your marriage? And how much happiness would you like to have in your marriage? I've heard testimony after testimony after testimony of women who have decided to receive their husband as he was, not criticize him anymore, not try to manipulate him or change him or complain about him. And I'm telling you the honest truth. I have seen 
women change. They have found peace in their home. Uh, divorces have been stopped. Children that disrespected their father began respecting their father because they saw their mother respecting their father. Oh, ladies, remember, remember Proverbs 14, verse 1. We have power. It's in our hands to build up our home, or it's in our hands to tear down our home. And giving that respect, it builds up your home. It builds up your husband. It builds up your children. I've seen other testimonies where men who have left their wife came back to their wife. I've even heard of testimonies in these classes of Cinderella where men were even abusing their wife and they stopped abusing. They started, they started saying kind words and even gave gifts. Ladies, that's how much power we have in our hands to build up our home. It's in your hands, that power. It's in my hands to build up or to tear down. And I just want to say that God is a restorer. And even if there's been adultery, God can restore even if there's been drug addiction or alcohol addiction, God can restore. And the power of that woman to forgive and to receive him as he is, is the love of God pouring out of her to build up and to restore that man and to bring restoration into that marriage. That's how much power we have, ladies. And I want to say this too. It may be difficult what I'm teaching to do. And, I, and it is difficult. But there is a rewarder. Jesus is the rewarder. He says that it's not in vain the good things that we do. And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And as you seek him, and as you change your ways, he rewards you. And let me tell you this, he rewards you in a way you could never reward yourself. His ways are right. And you know, you may be saying, but Denise, you just don't know how difficult this is. And you don't know how difficult my husband is. And you are right. I don't know how difficult it is. And I don't know how difficult your husband is. But I want to read you something. It's out of my book. And uh, it, this might be a beginning prayer for you. Okay. When God begins working on these issues of our heart that we're supposed to change, our struggling prayers might sound something like this. Oh, Father, please help me humble myself in this area. A big part of me does not want to have a good attitude of mercy and understanding towards my husband. The truth is, I want him to change, not me. I'm tired of changing, and he is fortunate to have me as his wife. 
He should be more grateful for all the kindness that I've already showed him. But as time goes on and you keep seeking the Lord, your prayers might sound like this. Lord, this is hard, but I'm saying yes to you. Your word is right. I want to do what your word says. Do your perfecting, your refining work in me, and help me keep my mouth shut. Quiet my heart before you in love. In Jesus' name. You know, those prayers, they might sound really elementary in that kind of uh, heartfelt, humble conversation with God, but they can also be gut-wrenching and glorious at the same time. Ladies, I've prayed those prayers, exactly those prayers. And probably in your journey, you may pray those prayers also. So you say, well, okay, Denise, I agree. I, I need to change. How can I give mercy to this man? Well, James chapter 2, verse 13 I just want to show you how powerful that mercy is. I want you to see it. If you have your Bible, you should look at it with your own eyes. It is verse 13 of chapter 2 of James. For judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Judgment is so powerful. It's so strong. Judgment has separated people. Judgment has separated relationships and families that have never come back together again. Judgment in relationships have separated man and wife. Judgment in relationships between son and father have separated them. Between mother and daughter, judgment is strong. But I'm here to tell you, ladies, there's something stronger than judgment, and it's mercy. And you say, well, how can I give mercy? Well, I want to give you some practical wisdom. And what does mercy look like? Well, it could look like uh, Luke chapter 631. Luke chapter 631 says, Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Well, have you ever made a mistake? Did you want your husband to show you mercy or did you want him to judge you? Well, it's the same for him. He doesn't want, he makes a mistake. He doesn't want your judgment. He wants your mercy. And we can practically show mercy by saying to ourselves, okay, I didn't like that. He messed up, but I've messed up before too, so I'm showing mercy right now. Another way that you can show mercy and what it looks, looks like, instead of arguing and insisting that you're right and to prove your point, close your mouth. 
you say, but I'm right. I'm right, and he needs to know that I'm right. No, he doesn't need to know that you're right. But he does need peace in his home. And you need peace in your heart. And mercy triumphs over judgment. When you give mercy, you're inviting peace into your home. You're inviting peace into your own heart. You might even be shutting the door to a horrible night at home together and opening the door to a peaceful night at home together just because you decided to not be judgmental and give mercy. Now, I want to encourage you. You have to do this on purpose. You probably will not feel like giving mercy. But if you can talk to yourself and say, what am I doing? What kind of evening do I want right now? Do I want to argue this point? Do I want to prove that I'm right? Or do I want to show mercy and have peace tonight? That's really what it's about. That mercy, it's more powerful than that judgment. That mercy, it will shut up judgment. And it will invite peace. It will invite harmony. It will invite a wonderful evening together instead of uh, not speaking to each other. Ladies, I know for a fact that in your heart, most women, they want their husband to draw close to them. Well, if we're judging them, they're probably not going to draw close to us. But if we practice giving mercy, giving that space, giving that forgiveness, accepting him the way he is, we're opening the door to heaven for our homes. Mercy is so powerful. I want you to look at First Peter chapter um, chapter 3, and I want to read to you an amazing verse. And this is talking about what we're supposed to do, okay? It says, well, I'll read the, first, the, the verse before it. Finally, all of you be of one mind, having compassion for one another, love as brothers, be tender-hearted and courteous, not rendering evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing, knowing that you were called to this, that you may inherit a blessing. You see, when you don't give back evil for evil, you set yourself up for a blessing. And you were called to a blessing. You were called to inherit a blessing. But how are we going to get that blessing? By not rendering evil for evil. Or if someone is reviling, yelling at us, accusing us, condemning us, <laughs> that we do not revile, we do not condemn, we, we do not put them down in response to how they've spoken to us. That's what the word of God says. 
And that is one of the ways that we can give mercy. And you say, but when somebody treats you that way, they don't, they don't deserve mercy. Exactly. Mercy is not deserved. It's something that's given that's undeserved. Did you and I deserve for Jesus to leave heaven, to come on this earth, to be tempted by the devil, to bear the cross, to bear the flogging with the, with the whip that had, had glass in it and tin in it, and as it wrapped itself around Jesus' naked body, tore his flesh from his body, exposed his muscles and his tendons. Did, did we deserve that for him to do that for us? Did we deserve for him to go to the cross and to be grasping for every air that he could for six hours because his feet were nailed to the cross and his hands were nailed to the cross? Did we deserve that? No. He gave that to us. We were the undeserved. He gave mercy to us. Did we deserve for him to go to hell and take our punishment? No, but he gave us mercy. And because he lives in you, and because he lives in me, and the Bible says that he spread his love all over our heart when we got born again. You see, that mercy that we need to give to others, that mercy is inside of you. That mercy is inside of me. It's inside your spirit. You see, your spirit, is perfect. Your born again spirit, it's absolutely perfect. You are perfect on the inside. You have that mercy. You have that patience. You have that long suffering. You have that peace. You have that joy. You have that unconditional love to give to that person. But we have to recognize it. We have to humble ourselves before God and say, God, you gave me mercy. I've got to give mercy, Lord. You gave me mercy. I choose to give mercy. And you know, ladies, it really is a choice. It really is saying yes to the Lord. Yes, Lord, you gave me mercy. I don't like what this person said. I don't like how they acted. I don't like what they just did. But Lord, on purpose, I'm going to give mercy. I'm going to overlook what they did. They really didn't mean to do that. They really don't know what they're doing. I forgive them right now, and I give them mercy. Another way that we can show mercy especially to your husband, is don't try to be his pastor or his mother. We talked about being his mother. He already doesn't want you to be his mother, but he also doesn't want you to be his spiritual guide. He doesn't want you to be his pastor. And you might say, 
but he, he needs me to tell him what to do. He doesn't know what to do. Should I just let him make mistakes? Yes, you should. You should. Because that's not your place. And we talked about it on a previous program. It is not our place to be the Holy Spirit to guide them and to, re to direct them. It's the Holy Spirit's job to convict them. It's the Holy Spirit's job to guide them. And so if we take our hands off and we say, you know what? I trust you. I trust you, Holy Spirit. I trust you. I am going to give mercy. I am not going to judge him. I am not going to try and change him. I am taking my hands off. You know, several years ago, a friend of mine, she has a very difficult marriage, very difficult. And she's tempted, just like you and I are, to try to fix her husband or correct him or gently give a suggestion or, you know, complain or explain her heart 25 different times. We're tempted in that way. She was tempted in that way. And the Lord gave her a vision. And it was this big room. And in, and in this big room was her husband. But in this big room was these huge hands. Huge. They filled the room. And my friend, she was backed up against the wall. And all she could do was let these hands, of course, they were the hands of God. The hands that can do anything. The hands that nothing is impossible for him. The hands that see it so clearly, that love him more than you do, that understand him better than you do. Those hands, those hands, we're working on that man. And ladies, if there's your husband or somebody else and you so much want to judge them and you don't want to give mercy to them and you want to correct them and you want to complain and you want to criticize and you want to teach, recognize that God's hands, just like in that lady's vision, they're bigger than yours, they're more powerful than yours, they're able to do more than you can do. They're more loving than yours. And if we stand back like that lady did in the vision, she's just stood back and she let the hands of God work on her husband. He will do a much better job than you or I. Mercy is a powerful thing that we can give to one another. I know myself and I know you that you don't want anybody to change you. You don't want anybody to judge you. Like that example that we gave about that inviting your girlfriend to lunch and then finding three points that you were just sure 
that she would be so grateful if you could change her in those three ways. Not. She is not going to be grateful. She wanted to be received. She wanted you to have mercy on her that she was late. She didn't want you to judge her because she overslept. She wanted mercy. And in the same way, ladies, when we mess up, when we do wrong, I know we deserve judgment, but we want mercy. And maybe your husband's messing up. Maybe he's messing up a lot. Maybe he does drink too much. Maybe his words are foul. Maybe he doesn't spend time with the kids. Maybe he doesn't help you with the house. Maybe he doesn't like your mother. Maybe he doesn't read his Bible or go to church. But he doesn't need your judgment. He needs your mercy. He needs you to accept him exactly the way that he is. And when we do that, oh, ladies, it does open the door of heaven. It does open the door that those big hands, those powerful hands of God, those loving, merciful hands can come and they can begin to touch our husband because we back out of the way and we say, Lord, I'm backing out of the way. I'm giving you mercy and I'm giving you full permission to do what you can do. And I'm going to humble myself and I'm going to receive him as he is and I'm going to love him and I'm going to serve him. I'm saying yes to you, Lord. Perhaps you might be praying that right now. Father God, I ask you to bless my sister so much, her heart to turn to you, God, in seeing that you're the one with the answer. It's not she that has the answer. It's you're the one with the answer. And we humble ourselves before you, Lord, and we thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit that's working in us right now. And we give you all the praise in Jesus' name. All of us want our relationships to grow and improve. For example, don't you want your marriage to be in better shape than it is right now? Even if things are going well, you probably see areas where it could be improved, right? In this candid 16-part series, Denise Renner hilariously and compassionately reveals areas where all of us can do better in our relationships and especially in our marriages. Sometimes little changes make big differences. Titles in this series include, Help, My Mouth is Making Trouble for Me. Who is in control here? My mouth or me? I thought I was supposed to change it. Help me, Lord. I need to forgive. I thought I had already reached my forgiveness quota. Rick Renner says, this series is so awesome. Every person will laugh their way to transformation as Denise candidly addresses areas where we can all improve. This life-changing 16-part series is available in digital or physical formats, starting at just $25. We are also offering you Denise's companion book, who Stole Cinderella for just $15 with genuine warmth and candor. Denise recounts the journey of her own struggles in marriage and the unique insights she learned along the way to attaining emotional health and happiness. Your life will be enriched by biblical wisdom as Denise sheds light on your path to happily ever after and shows you right where to begin again if you've lost your way. 
Don't miss this special offer. The entire 16-part series, School of Cinderella, and the companion book, Who Stole Cinderella? Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. Thank you for watching this broadcast. For more information on product resources or to learn how you can partner with this ministry, please connect with us at renner.org. Also, please be sure to visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.